I'm just wondering what it is about you, Buffalo, every year. It just seems as though you get an exciting game. You get us hopes up. You think, hey, we're finally going to go to the Super Bowl. And then you're like Frito Corleone. I know it was you. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Yeah, that's exactly the way it was, Buffalo. But that was a game for the ages. I will not lie. You know, over 40 years ago was one of the greatest games I remember when I first started enjoying football. The Epic in Miami. San Diego in Miami going back and forth till the end of overtime when San Diego won it on a Rolf Benershka field goal. But now, you know, the overtime rules. And that is one thing I will touch on on this thing. What an epic game. What a superhuman performance by Allen. What, a, what may be a career-boosting performance by Gabriel Davis. And that wasn't shocking that he boosted his profile. Because you know what? He's probably going to be wide receiver two now behind Diggs with that 201-yard four-touchdown performance. But there's just a couple of things that really bug me about this game, Buffalo. Number one, the defense. Leslie Frazier, you had the number one defense in the league. What'd you decide to do? Hey, on this last drive, 13 seconds. What'd you tell the defense to do? Hey, come on, we're gonna go pull the pud. That's exactly what you pretty much did. Go into that prevent defense. Prevent. You know what prevent defense does? It prevents winning. Yes. Keep everything in front. But hey, let him catch it underneath. But when you got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, two of the best in the biz on their team, what do you do? Yeah. And what, what else, Frazier? Did you tell him not to tackle? Boy, that was some of the worst tackling I've seen ever. It's like, hey, where's the dummies? Yeah, Oscar the dummy. Mm-mm. And of course, there's pounding here, so they're probably applauding what I'm saying. But hey, you let him get Butker into field goal range, and guess what? 49 yards later, we're going into overtime. And secondly, the NFL needs to change that stupid overtime rule, especially when it comes to the playoffs. You know, it should be where even if they score a touchdown, the other team gets a chance. Scrap that sudden death thing when it comes to a touchdown. You know, Allen was just antsy as hell, wanting to get back on that field. But once he lost the coin toss, you saw it in his body language. And I'm not talking the Queen song. He walked off, and he knew it was over. And I mean, six plays later, Travis Kelsey sticks a dagger right into Buffalo's heart. Right into my heart. And I thought the way those last two minutes of the game, I was going to have a heart attack. Back and forth, back and forth. But hey, Josh Allen definitely raised his profile to superhuman. 
He just needs the weapons. I mean, he's got weapons, but he needs a few more weapons. And the defense. Leslie Frazier, either you're going to be out of a job, or either you're going to another job. Because, hey, that was the worst defensive play calling I've seen since, I mean, hey, Gall got sacked in the Middle Ages. Oh, well. Well, you know what they say. Wait till next year. 42-36. And, of course, it wasn't a pretty picture at Dewey's Sunday night. Me sitting in the other room for like 15 minutes, head down, wondering, where did everything go wrong? But this is going to be an interesting offseason. It's definitely looking like Brian Dable's headed to be the coach of the New York Giants. It may be Frazier might be headed to be the coach of the Bears or whomever. But you know, maybe the way he called defense, that's a good thing. There's going to be player moves. There's going to be the draft. Buffalo's got nine draft picks. It'll be an interesting six months till we sit, meet again in late July. Of course, with me, it'll be late August when I start this show up again. But who knows? What a season, Buffalo. Congratulations. We could have done better. But what a show it was. Now I'm going to go from talking to one dud to another dud. You know, what? It, it just seems as though there's a whole lot of inconsistency here with the Orange. Yeah, they get your hopes up with one game, then they land with a thud on the other game. I, I mean, against Clemson, it looked like the Syracuse team of old. The perimeter defense was back, the scoring was back, and they beat the Tigers 92, 91 or 92-79. But then they go down to where it is a house of horrors or a hornet's nest for pretty much every team. Yes, the Cameron Crazies at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And boy, did, even though in the beginning they let them get a lead, but then they came back. But then they crashed with a thud. And Buddy Bayheim. What'd you suddenly turn into Mr. Freeze from beyond the arc? Boy, you were cold. I mean, I could have almost described you like Bugs Bunny. You getting warmer, buddy. You getting warmer. Let go of that shot. Nah, you getting colder. Getting warmer. Nah, you getting colder. You ice cold. Oh, you ice cold. Mm-hmm. Buddy Beheim, normally reliable. 2 of 16 shooting, 1 of 10 from beyond the arc. That's not Buddy Beheim. That's, I don't know what to describe it. It could be Mr. Freeze, Otto Preminger-like. Yeah, that's very uh, cold. That's, you know, you got to get rid of that. You got to warm yourself up. Of course, we got Pitt coming up tonight. And you... We got, got Wake Forest coming up Saturday. I mean, it could be a way to right the ship, Syracuse, but again, inconsistent play. We're 9 and 10. It hasn't been this bad in this part of the season since before I was a gleam in my mother's eye. Yeah, well, 1969, if I'm correct. Two years before I was born. You know, 
I've been, I've been spoiled. Syracuse fans have been spoiled. You gotta wonder, is Bayheim starting to coast? Of course, a lot of great coaches start coasting right in the latter part of their careers. Hey, look what happened with John Desco. The last few years, he was Syracuse's lacrosse coach. And now they got Gary Gate, who I think's gonna bring the excitement back for Syracuse lacrosse. Bayheim, you need to get start getting a little of that excitement back. We need you to do a speech like you did with GMAC. If we didn't have GMAC, we wouldn't have won 10 frickin' games. You need to start do a speech like that. You need to get the excitement back. Stop this inconsistent play, Orange. Of course, it's about as inconsistent as I am making mashed potatoes. Who knows? And last but not least, today is when they unveil the hopefully the newest members of the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Baseball Writers of America. Of course, they are a finicky bunch. Of course, we got some pretty good ones on the ballot, including A-Rod, David Ortiz, Big Pappy. Yeah, Big Pappy to me definitely gets my vote. But you might wonder what he might say. Big Pappy always had something to say. Of course, the other one, he came from the steroid era, and I want to say, A-Rod, what's the matter? Don't you date Jennifer Lopez anymore? She went back to Ben Affleck. Yeah, she went back to the guy with the duck for the last name. It's going to be an interesting unveiling. They, they got it right with the Veterans Committee. Yeah. I mean, Minnie Mignoso, the Cu Cuban Rocket, Mr. White Sox, Jim Cott, one of the best pitchers of his time, and Mr. Minnesota Twin, Tony Oliva, going into the Hall of Fame. Well, it'll be interesting to see who comes off the ballot. Could it be A-Rod? Could it be Kurt Schilling? Could it be Barry Bonds or Sammy Sosa? It'll be interesting. But of course, Sammy... If you do get into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to buy you a Sosa. That's all I got for this week, Buffalo. That was a hell of a season. But try to play defense next time. That's my story and I'm sticking to it.